I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles, California. And I'm Scott Blakeman in Brooklyn, New York. Scotty, it's my solemn duty to report that in addition to everything else we as a nation have had to endure, we're now halfway through week four of the VIEW co-hosts being on vacation. That's right. Missing in action. AWOL. A network news show in reruns. For a full month, loyal VIEW viewers will have had to watch stale reruns of previous episodes. While America watched two conventions and several new riots, the VIEW co-hosts were up in arms about you-know-who taking hydrochloroquine. By the way, in reruns, Joy Behar is bleeped when she says the word Clorox. Kind of interesting. A little factoid. A casual viewer might think that these pundits are out of touch with current events. We, on getting through this in the past, have mocked The View for being a news talk show that runs reruns. We've chided them for being lazy. Yes, lazy. And we have the right to chide because we put on a podcast every single day. <sighs> We've chided their executive producers for not hiring four other women to for other women, for great women to substitute hosts. Every other network news show puts on replacement hosts and panelists. We're certain there are four extremely bright women who could take their place and I could give names. My question to you, Scotty, is are the ladies afraid the stub- substitute view co-hosts will outshine them? Well, Uses- Tommy, uh, you know, at, at the risk of sounding like a shill for... ABC and its parent company, Disney, now and in perpetuity anywhere in the universe, uh, maybe the answer is it's in their contract. Now, they get four weeks off no matter what. And usually the political conventions are much earlier in the summer and they would have taken off uh, directly after that. But since they were later this year, yes, they missed out on all of that. And let me just say full disclosure in my defense of the ladies of The View and my friend Joy Behar, I am receiving a 15% commission uh, from the host uh, agents for these comments. Well, Scotty, thank you for that uh, disclaimer. At the risk of sounding like a professor of law at a major university, I must say, of course it's in their contract that they have more than four weeks off. My goodness, if it was their, if their absence was not because of contractual vacation time, Scotty, we would have a national missing person story like no other in history. You (laughs) co-hosts vanish vanish mysteriously would be the headline. Mm. Or it it could also be view co-hosts mysteriously disappear. One of those two would be. Yeah, well, we could have both. It could be one of those montages in in the movie. They just show different. Yeah, multiple headlines. Where are they? Yeah. Still gone. Yeah. Well, you know, different papers. Uh, twirling in front of us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I should say, too, that you're not, uh, well, you're the only one who's really taken as, as much of an interest, and so rightfully so. Uh, others, I, I did Google before, and there are other viewers wondering, you know, they actually call it, it's a hiatus, which is more than taking off time, but apparently they do this every summer. They get the basically uh, the month off, and they're coming back next week after uh, Labor Day. And I guess in the past, as I was saying, you know, maybe there wasn't that many big things to talk about. It is a news talk show. I mean, they do also have fluff also. But the, the, I agree with you. The odd thing is the rerun. That's sort of the rerun, Scotty. The rerun. That's, that's, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and 
that the plea is, couldn't you give employment to four new uh, potential view co-hosts? Um, I, 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 I'm just, and, and, and is that the problem? Is that the issue? That in, in, you mentioned the contract, Scotty, and I, and I want to quickly point out that neither one of us is a contract attorney. No. Um, and and I, as time. far as I know, neither one of us yeah. has served as a judge or in a judicial capacity. Is that uh, to my fair knowledge. to say? I would say to my knowledge. I don't recall. <laughs> to your yeah. knowledge. As 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 to my know. knowledge, I've never served in a judge capacity. Uh, I don't know. Some people may have considered me judgmental at certain points, which may that's, have taken a okay, trial. That, that's so, fair. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Yeah. It. Some people may have considered you judgmental yeah. on on, on important. Uh, 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 okay, so that does obviously give you some qualifications yeah. for, for uh, uh, understanding. Uh, understanding the contractual obligations that ABC and parent company Disney might have to the four co-hosts if in their contract they stated quite explicitly uh, that there's going to be a a four-week hiatus in every summer, four weeks of hiatus in every summer, and during that time, no co-hosts can take their place because co-hosts would make them nervous uh, 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 while they're on hiatus, how well, do they enjoy their vacation when some young, new, uh, let's be honest, um, attractive uh, view co-host, maybe funny, maybe and certainly smart. I think they're all smart. They're all pretty, pretty uh, savvy. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think that they're worried about that. You know, they are making changes. The lovely Sarah Haynes, formerly of uh, the fourth hour of Morning America or Strahan Kiki. And Sarah, which I did used to watch on occasion, is going to be joining them, replacing Abby Huntsman, who left the show in January. I've become like a. Why did she leave the show, Abby Huntsman? Just I, I think yeah. our, our listeners would would, would uh, want to know that. I, I don't care, but uh, I'm sure our listeners would want to know. Why did well, she leave the? Well, show? you know what? I that I do not know. Maybe. For, oh, actually, I believe her. Maybe to help out her dad, he was running for governor in Utah, and he actually lost. So I don't know if that was the. The reason, a wonderful family, but I think I've mentioned this before, but, uh, and he's a conservative, John Hutzman, a father and Republican, but a uh, really wonderful guy and hated by Republicans back when, when Trump first ran because he believed in science. And, uh, and one time I had this wonderful evening at the 92nd Street Y where John Huntsman was being interviewed by uh, somebody who probably didn't stop talking. Usually the, it's, you know, they never let the guest speak. Uh, and I, I wound up sitting literally next to his beautiful wife uh, in the third row. It just so happened. And we got into a nice chat and I, and uh, we talked about a daughter who's a comedian. And, and then we met, I saw him coming in, John. I said to him, uh, I said, Mr. I'm a Democrat, but I, uh, I really just a big fan of yours. He said, you're a good man for saying that. You're a good man for saying that. And I always wanted somebody to say to me, you're a good man for saying that. I mean, I and he was the first one. He was who, the first one. Who, I mean, maybe somebody once said you're a good man, but not for yeah. saying that. And, and or, is, right. You know. Right. Or, or you, you just said something. That's not the, that's not no. a real compliment. You just said something. But if you say you're a good man for saying, for saying that, it, because then you get the good man thing, which then is wonderful. You got the good man part of that compliment. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. very good and then compliment I, coming for, yeah. from John Huntsman. And also, he's kind of putting himself, his own reputation on the line. What if it obviously you are a good man for saying that? There's no question about it. Yeah. A, a Democrat praising a Republican who you admire. I, it's one of the things I admire about you, Scotty, and why uh, probably you will 
you will be the recipient of at one point, at some point, and I don't know exactly when, of the of the P- Nobel Peace, Peace Prize. And I think it's because of your ability <laughs> to uh, say, hey, you're I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican, but you're in favor of science. You're not opposed to science. I, I approve of you. And in and, and that in that moment, of course, that's proof that you're a good man. There's no it, it, uh, a bad man would definition. never say that, right? No, no. Well, it's a, def- it's a textbook definition of a good man. And so I would yes. hope that that would yes. be uh, recognized. By the way, I remember my exact words. And this is a word that will ring true to our listeners because we use it all the time. I said to him, I, I, when I'm on Fox, you know, I was on Fox in those days, I sing your praises, which is a term we use a lot here yeah and, uh, and you actually said that you sing i believe i said it and then he said you're a good man for saying that and then later on i got to see him with his wife and i said to his wife um and he was standing there i said if i knew i was going to sit next to your wife i would have shaved i felt very comfortable with him and he said i know she's always tells me i should shave too and uh they were just going to the i think the whales hotel a modest hotel a few blocks away <laughs> and i really felt like i mean i should have i really felt like saying they were going to go for a drink and i really I thought what you were going to say is you're going to say, hey, let's all go back to your hotel room and, you know, well, we're just get, a, get even more comfortable. Well, I, well, that would be a, a more risque uh, R. Well, that's where that I was thought a it was going. Film. I mean, you, well, just, yes. you set up the scenes. I did. Of, well, if it was a French film, yes, of course. Be like, well, come to our hotel. And, you know, my wife. <laughs> I mean, not really. I mean, yeah, uh, my, my wife always doesn't like me to shave, uh, to not be shaved either. Really? Yes. You both have so much in common. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come back. Well, let's find out if you have some more things in common. Well, that yes, that would be a European, a, a you know, a film. Not an American. Movie. You're no, saying no, you're no. in America. This no, would no. be an American movie. No, American would be a, some. A European movie could have been shot in America. Yes, of course, and got funding from their own countries, like uh, F- Film yes. Board of uh, France and whatever it is, uh, with the participation of Jean-Louis Trintignant. I always remember. But no, what you what you're saying though, yeah. Scotty, is of course that was not on your mind. Anyone that understood, no. that's I think why you kept no not European movie, European movie over and over. Oh yeah, not you don't want not, to be that guy who was hoping to have a three way. No, oh absolutely way. not. No, no, no. And and I appreciate European films and, and the art. Films, that's right. But, you're not putting them down. You're saying there's a place for European movie activity, and it's in Europe. Is that what you're saying? Or, no, it could be on the Upper East Side, but just not that evening. And my really goal was to hang out with these guys. Yes, you just wanted to hang out and go to a bar and talk. Bar and drink. And, and I really think we would have had a lot of evening. And I, if I was a little more bold, uh, and maybe if I had shaved, this is a fascinating observation that I'm, this is therapy, as we know, Tommy. If, in my own mind, now probably to the casual observer, and, and again, what's the opposite? Is there any intense observers walking yeah. around going, he has, has a two-day growth of beard. Honey, dear, leave him alone. You know, because ninety seconds through, I paid. Yeah, what is the opposite of man. casual? Well, that's is what I'm saying. A casual, I think it is intense. I could say serious observer, but serious, uh, uh, casual, constant, no, formal, constant, formal. But you'd observer. have to be constantly there. Yeah, casual I would say formal is observer. Yeah, because casual constant is constant and serious. You're right. Serious, yeah. constant observer. Or to the formal observer, if you want to contrast casual, but yeah, I'm yeah, gonna... like formal clothes, casual clothes. Yeah, good, 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 yeah, good, good, yeah. good. I think but we're anyway, getting somewhere, Scotty. Yeah, we're getting but they're wonderful uh, people, and I really do think I, 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 I was talking about you earlier before we went on the air in our lavish green room, but of regrets, and uh, I'll, I'll quickly tell that story. But I, yeah. So anyway, I think yeah, I had a shade. Tell the regret story. Well, I will. Well, one time I could have had dinner with the marvelous 
Elaine May and her, I believe, boyfriend at the time, the late Stanley Donan, who directed, I believe, Singing in the Rain and many other wonderful pictures and uh, Jules Pfeiffer. And this was after a show I did uh, on a Don't Tell Mama on Fame 46th Street in Manhattan. And we, they were going to Joe Allen. And uh, which, by the way, if we can remind our, our loyal listeners, that's that was the last restaurant that uh, we got together in. Yes. Well, that was. I'm sure my last uh, fame Joe Allen that you too. and I were both in the same the same restaurant and, and, and with several other friends and, and yes. enjoying your birthday. So uh, Joe March Allen's 5th, is, yes. is a very meaningful place to us already. Very much so. And we've had great times there at other times. But I, yes, that was, I believe, my last. It's a uh, restaurant. And oh. as posters of, of failed uh, uh, Broadway, Broadway shows. shows. Yeah. And you see a lot of wonderful. A lot of and uh, I like it, and it's, oh, I, I like love the it. Food, and... I recommend it. Now yeah. you were going to go, and, and and so now here you have an actual opportunity. In the in the in the John Huntsman case, you just had the fantasy of going back to the bar. Yeah, and I did so, speak to them. Yeah, I think that went as far as it right. should have gone, probably. But but, uh, but in, yeah. in 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 and, and of course, yes, I was I Scotty. In a way, I was going for a a a, a, um, a comic turn. I, oh I knew no, no, that no! You were going to go back to, to and have a serious. And yet lighthearted and lively discussion. And you would have uh, with John Huntsman and his wife at the bar. They would have gone up to their room. You would have gone home. But you would have been friends probably for the rest of your life and probably very heavily involved in Utah politics. Exactly. Well, that's yeah, that's the scenario. I choose. But let me say again, uh, uh, you know, a fun European romp that's naughty in any way is certainly I approve of. But in this case, yes, it was a long term commitment to Utah politics and having not my primary residence, but having a second home, <laughs> secondary in home Utah. in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. And with them. But they did. In this case, that was something that you would have had to invite them and maybe they wouldn't have wanted to be to go to, you know, they might they, they might have, you know, soft pass, you know, rain check. Right. Yeah, Like, oh, any other time. But I did get any actually... other time. Exactly. They might have given you that. And then and then you'd, you'd call them up at any other time. And say, hey, remember you said any other time? Well, this is any other time. <laughs> right. I believe I did get I don't know if I got her number. But I think I got her daughter's. Her daughter was in comedy or email or something. And I did friend her. And actually, I was on a show with Abby Huntsman once on, I think, HuffPo Live TV. It was something. And, and everybody else did it. Uh, on Zoom or whatever they called it then, but I wanted to be in studio to meet Abby Huntsman, and I said I told her the story about meeting her dad, and oh uh, wow, and she was kind of great story, and how you wound up not being involved in in, in Utah politics. Yes, in a and way. She, I would have she would have been, and and there's, you know there's ever situation, Tom, or our listeners, where you bring something up and you think it's going to get this huge reaction from them, like oh my God, you were that that night, you were there, my dad, you, you sat next to my mom, it's unbelievable. No, yeah, none of that. She was. Focused on the teleprompter, focused on the show, and I maybe got a little smile, but she was very—I mean, she's a wonderful person, Abby, but she was not uh, didn't share that uh, the enthusiasm I had about that story. Let's just say well, that—that's that's troubling, Scotty, um, and that's a side of Abby Huntsman, and I think we've all seen Abby Huntsman and, and and recall her as one of the View people. That's how a lot of people—the only way they know who she is is from the View. And this is how we wound up talking about her. I'm, I'm reminding uh, our listeners that we are um, covering right now, and we are the only podcast, as far as I know, covering the the fact that The View is in reruns uh, during this very, very event-packed political season. Yeah, but of course. Anyway, we... getting 
getting yeah. back to the story, Abby Huntsman was uh, uh, on the view. She's no longer, uh, uh, apparently, no longer a cast member. Is that what they call them? A uh, yeah. Yeah, she did leave. I think to help her dad and run for uh, governor again. He was governor, and then he lost his bid this other time. She's a very nice person and very good, and she was focused. But she was not. But but Scotty, you say she's a very nice person. We have every reason to believe it, except for one. She did not react to your story about having uh, been uh, having had a conversation with her parents. She, so so let, set the stage for us, Scotty. You're yeah. you're on a panel show. You think well, she's just, the host. Think... It's uh, just her and me, and and there was some other person on uh, remote. And this is a Huff Huff. Yeah, I think it was Huff Post Live, and I think, and I will say, uh, if I was sitting around with her in a green room and I brought it up and she dissed me, as the kids say, then I would say, hmm. But this case, clearly, she was about to go live. Uh, she acknowledged my story, but she couldn't just put off going live and oh, go, oh, really, tell me what okay. happened. So All I think right. that well, was the situation. I didn't have so like a lot of time to talk. snub you. You just chose to tell a story right before airtime. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'm the one at fault. She's the constant maybe, professional. Maybe, Scotty. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things they tell you in TV um, 101, which yeah. I never took, by the way. And, and I, I, <laughs> I still, uh, in, in, in many ways, it may have held me back. But um, the first thing they tell you is, when and this is so weird, but that this is the first thing they tell you. You'd think they would tell you what a TV camera is, and you know, but yeah. no, they say when you go on a panel show, don't tell a story that you hope will will amuse the uh, the host right before airtime. That's true. Right. That's true. That's what they say. That's yeah. what, that's the first thing they say, and then they start. Then they take a role. They take role and see who. Yeah. And then they go, what's your favorite show? And how, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I didn't take it either, obviously. But I will say that was my only opportunity it was as a, you know, it was a quick turnaround. OK, here's Scott. I have Scott. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, by the way, I just want to say that I had a nice time with you. Oh, oh, oh. And then but then she had to go, Abby, you're on. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's how they say it. You have to say it in that voice. Otherwise, yeah. it Abby, you're on. On. That's right. and then she comes out and and there's uh, 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 the clown that was on before her, you know, that, that, that's uh, riding a unicycle comes off the stage and, and <laughs> i mean i don't know how this is television from another era yeah well this is very bare bones you know these these kind of shows but no of course we always want uh, we always wanted look the scenario i want is well i love that story in fact the holidays are coming up and well we've got a big house in utah it's <laughs> so funny and wonderful. Will you join us? You'll love us. They'll all will. That's what that's I want. That's what you. That's what you yeah. expect when you tell a story like yeah. that, or that she'll say, "Listen, just hang on, ladies and gentlemen." I was going to, you know, when she comes on the air, I was going to start with a with my normal uh, opening monologue, but I just learned of a story by the young man <laughs> sitting next to me, Scott Blakeman, about a time when he. A Democrat told my father uh, that he really admired him. And my father said, you're a good man. And, uh, and, and that man is sitting right next to me. Here is that good man. Yeah, well, she didn't do that. I can't. Yeah, it would have been that. better television. I think we instead we talked about uh, whether Mitch McConnell would lose. And this was the last election or two elections ago uh, when well, he was going to be without what's her name? The uh, actress who was going to run. Um, uh, one of the daughter, uh, it's a family, and I'm blanking on the name. But 
but yeah, so again, I don't put it on Abby there. Uh, I think I have to take uh, responsibility just as I need to take responsibility. No, I, 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 I see yeah. that because yeah. again, it's that it's, it's a little troubling that um, if you're a host and somebody starts a long story and you want to go, oh, yeah, um, I got to start. I don't, don't, don't mean to be rude, but, but I've, I've got to start the show. That, that, there's that element to it. Let, let me just, uh, uh, you, you hit on something that, w- that I think our listeners are, would be very interested in. And yeah. that's the, um, the uh, possibility we were about to say of you going to Joe Allen's Yes, the great Jules Pfeiffer. Now, a lot of people may not know who Jules Pfeiffer is, but you may have seen movies written by Jules. Pfeiffer. Oh, yes. And, and those in the new. Well, and he was a marvelous cartoonist for Village Voice. And he was a marvelous. Uh, and, 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 and of course, many people know him. I mean, as a young boy, I got a Jules, a book by Jules Pfeiffer. Yes. About yes. A, kid, a little boy who joins the army. Well, he's written well. many, many he, great he gets books. Drafted. Yeah. In the army. Did you know that that way Jules Pfeiffer wrote a, 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 a children's book about a boy who gets drafted in the army? I, I and didn't. you didn't know that? And it, and, and, and it became a cartoon, a, an animated a sort of adult kind of cartoon. Brilliant. Really, oh, no, it was a wonderful. Brilliant idea of a kid who accidentally wow. gets drafted. And nobody know. nobody can. They don't, you know, the army is too dense to realize that he's a kid. It's very. Was very there an anti-war hard. theme? Uh, yes, uh, of course. It was an anti-military. Theme. No, knowing Jules, and, no, and, and that's a great thing because I, 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 I know. I just wrote, thought of that. I haven't thought yeah. of that children's book in years, but I was very happy. I always liked getting books for for birthdays, and oh, that yeah. was one of them. Well, he's got some. So great... Jules Pfeiffer affected me from very early age. We always knew about Jules Pfeiffer car- cartoons in um, the Village in Voice, New York Times, or uh, Village Voice, Village Voice, Village uh, Voice. That course. was very and for many many years, and and then uh, you know, and so he's that, and that you know, very week- weekly kind of things. But then he's written many books. He wrote Carnal Knowledge. He wrote Little Murders. Um, many many. These are movies. Uh, yeah, movies that, and, that, and plays uh, too. And uh, Carnal Knowledge was a fairly big movie. Oh, too. Mike Nichols directed. It, yeah. And and, uh, and and had a big stars and I think was fairly successful actually. So yeah. so okay. So now you're with Jules. So we've set the stage of Jules. And Pfeiffer I knew Jules Pfeiffer wife. already. I've had the pleasure. We were friendly, and so and his wife at the and, time. And, and, and hang on. Also, Elaine May. Yes, and Stanley who is Donen. One half of Mike Nichols and Elaine May, uh, 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 the great comedy team that started at the University of Chicago in 1951. Yes, and became essentially. Uh, Second City and, and players, Saturday Night Live, yeah. but uh, all sprung from that. But Mike Nichols and Lane May were at, at one point the most sophisticated, smartest comedy act in the world. Oh, absolutely. But, and certainly the United States. And definitely. they still went on to wonderful solo careers. And Well, uh, one went on to a wonderful solo career. The other went on to a, to a pretty wonderful solo Well, I saw career. Lane May in Waverly uh, Gallery on Broadway, uh, and it was marvelous. Really, she, well, she won the Tony, rightfully so, as playing a woman sort of developing a dementia. And she's about 87 years old now. And, and I saw it backstage once when I saw Mort Saul at B.B. King's and it was almost a scene out of a movie where uh, Elaine May was talking to Mord and Dick Cavett was there. And it was this conversation I wanted to be a part of, but I was watching it. I was backstage and I just listened. And she was brilliant and uh, is, is brilliant. Well, I, I recommend, I mean, I, I imagine on YouTube, you can see uh, the, the Mike Nichols and Elaine May. I think th- that's really important to, oh, yeah. to our, that we send our listeners off to listen to old, from Jack Parr show and Ed Sullivan, I think, but 
there's a, just a number of great uh, um, Mike Nicholson and Elaine May bits, and they are smart and they hold up well. And uh, and uh, they, yeah, they they were both incredibly smart. And, well, Mike Nichols thought Elaine May was just super smart. Oh yeah, smarter than he was. Yeah. But Nichols went on to direct plays. He direct uh, he direct Barefoot in the Park. I think he directed plays some, and films, obviously, and and and, uh, uh, and, 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 and successful play. He became the successful director of plays. Yeah, and then films, and just a super success. There was this time when nobody was more sophisticated in Hollywood than Mike Nichols. Yeah, all the way to the, to to his you know passing, he really was very busy. And Elaine May did some films that have gotten better, more acclaimed later on. I mean, she. Uh, but like, can I just say yeah. something, uh, Scotty, just yeah. to g- give the other side um, of the Elaine May story? A movie called Ishtar. Well, which is, like I said, is one of those movies that's getting a renewed appreciation after initially uh, being. It was the it was the worst bomb in the history of that movie studio. But later on, I think uh, it was. It was perhaps Warren Mating and Dustin. They shot some of it at the comic strip. uh, But they did, yes. Yeah, but I but I say just like the movie Heaven's Gate, it's got a renewed appreciation, and uh, you know she did some very funny films too. a new leaf with uh, Walter Matthau and and others, and uh, written and, and just like again, wonderful actress in uh, Waverly Gallery. So again, but getting down to yes, I could have and actually. Her, but okay, her, so we've set the, so we've got the characters right. Yes. I, I just wanted to to give some background, and I know, uh, 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 and I wanted to give uh, all sides of it. I knew you would give the she was wonderful and she was great side of it, but I would do I do think it's important that it listeners know that we're talking about full people people yes. with with good aspects and well aspects that are interesting to biographers let me put it that oh, way. well you want those interesting we, biographers yes, yes absolutely yes. but that night let me proceed otherwise if I everybody's wonderful well yeah and, and, and then yeah. And, and then and then people yeah start to well, tune that's out a, well, then it's a parade magazine article, and you know, so that is good. Parade article, yes, which, so, yes. So, but no, let me preface it by saying I was yeah. doing a comedy show, and then uh, and Elaine May, and also Jeannie Berlin. Berlin, her daughter was in the audience, so this was you know Can incredible. You tell us who Jeannie Berlin? Well, was? she's uh, Elaine May's daughter, who starred in the wonderful original and much better, The Heartbreak Kid with Charles Grodin, which is a film everybody should see. The original, but there was a remake yeah. that was not as. Uh, by the way. Yeah, the I did not Heartbreak see Kid. Can I just say, say something about the Heartbreak Kid? Because yeah. Scotty, if you don't mind, I mean, uh, uh, that that was written by um, Bruce J. Friedman, who yes. it was um, my one of my favorite novelists yes. when I was growing up. Um, uh, 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 Stern and A Mother's Kisses. I love both of those yes. novels, and so a uh, big deal for me when I, when I found out that he had written a a movie and i liked it you know it, there's a moment uh, there's a scene in it that really pre uh, that sort of predicts uh larry david and the larry david yeah. comedy yeah and i wonder if you're if you know which scene that is in the heartbreak kid he's waiting for the pot for pie right he's going down <laughs> yeah, south and yeah. he's waiting for pie with his his he just he just got married and and he's but he's getting uh, uh, annoyed about this marriage that he's in and and, yes. and and the woman that he's with, and now they're they're eating at a pie place, and and they and and he's ordered a pie, but they say they don't have it, and he's like, they have the pie, they've got the pie, 
they're just not giving me the pie. But that the pie's back there. That was pure Larry David. And she's going, dear, dear, it's okay. I'll have a different. No, 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 no. This is the no. I'm gonna have this. Yeah, that. Well, it. Uh, uh, and it was a brilliant movie. It and anticipated and actually, the Larry David. Yes. Uh, persona. And I believe uh, Elaine May directed it, so uh, that was that's why it also comes full wow. circle. Uh, wow. Actually, Neil Simon. The story by, and I think, and then Bruce J. Friedman wrote it, and the uh, made directed it. And okay, it's, so wonderful, but anyway, the so, so yes. now, now Berlin, the, so in this case, yes. for, forget about Abby Huntsman. This is a different yes. time, different place, but still New York, Manhattan. Yes. You've just they've just seen you, the four of them, and they say, Hey, Scotty, let's all go to Joe Allen's together. Well, right? uh, I think Jules uh, and his wife at the time, Jenny, who I knew. Uh, said, why don't you join us? And Jenny, Jeannie Berlin, uh, Elaine's daughter, who was in Harpergate, did not go out. But the story was, and this is where it goes down to, of course, in any other situation, I'd say thank you. And, uh, you know, but I was... There was you would a say woman. thank you and you would go with them. Oh, happily go. And yes, and... Uh, and you didn't go with them. No, and I could have, and I, it would have taken... Scotty, that's the twist of the story. Yes. That's no, where I, your anecdote... Okay, you need to make a bigger thing about that moment. Oh, no, I have to give the reason why. I, was, yes. I, I brought someone I was dating at the time there. And, and let me just say, she felt well, she didn't want to go out and she felt she wouldn't really fit in. And I just, I, I became the, I was the gentleman. I thought, yes, it would be amazing, but I didn't want her to have to walk to the train to go home. And I said, oh, it's okay. I'll walk you back. And that's the right thing to do. And... Uh, but, uh, so right, we gave up the dinner with them to mm -hmm. walk her home. So walk you did not go out to dinner with Jules Pfeiffer and his lovely wife and um, Elaine May and Stanley Donovan. Now, let me say, I've May been fortunate. And, and the great director, Stanley Donovan. Yes, I have had the opportunity before and since to spend a lot of time with Jules and Jenny. So that, uh, but yes, I did not get that opportunity with Elaine May. And, and she was casting something that. Uh, and Stanley Donovan. Stanley Donovan and Stanley Donovan. I did. Say hello to them. I met them. They saw me perform, but I did but, not. So, but the point but, was of the story right. is that I thought, you know what, as great as it would be, I don't want to just have this woman go home by herself. I walked her to the train, and so you were a good. Per you again were a good man. You, and, I think. And, and, well, to make this full circle, Tommy John Huntsman would say, "You're a good man for doing that." Yeah. Yes. And that's what it comes down to. And that's yeah, how we jump. You know, fast forward to the ninety seconds. Why everything we say, Tommy. It's all said for a reason, even if we don't know it at the time. And that's, um, but I thank you. I mean, I did not, I've told very few people that story. And uh, um, well, you know, we were talking about this, as you say, in the virtual green room. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, before the show. And I, I raised the point that, um, okay, yes, on the one hand, you had you gone with them and not not escorted the, the young woman to the train station. You've gone with Stanley Donan, uh, um, Jules Pfeiffer, and Elaine uh, May, Elaine and, May and, and Jules Pfeiffer White, to the, uh, one of your favorite restaurants, by the way. Oh, yes, yes, that had alone. You, if anyone said you, to me off the street, hey, you want to go to Joe Allen's, we'll pay for it. I go, oh, sure, I don't even have to know them. But then to have these great people and, and great people, fascinating uh, conversation. Fascinating. And who knows where that would, of course, obviously, you would have begun a long and fruitful um, collaboration uh, career uh, um, series of, of, of um, probably plays, movies, and maybe uh, uh, maybe in-person uh, campus um, act. I don't, yes, I, don't I know probably how, how, lost out of millions of dollars by not going. Well, and also, it, it, but a also career. Tony Awards and, yes. and Academy Awards. Yeah, now, but 
but you helped a woman, a young woman, yes, get to a train station. Yes, the Grand Central yeah. Terminal, and I mean, she could have found her way back there. I just didn't feel that was right. And you uh, didn't feel that that was right, and so yeah. and 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 you were looking. I, I'm sure in that moment you could see your future. You know, you could see on the one hand, okay, it's Hollywood, it's glory, probably shows in London. Yeah, um, all over maybe, the world. Maybe. Yeah, all over the world, probably. Yeah. Um, and certainly you would be part of that scene. You would be constantly partying with the, the all those uh, characters. Yeah. Your life would be different, Scotty. Your life would be completely different. Well, and Joe Allen, I'd have my regular table and everything. and uh, Yeah, you'd yeah. have your regular table yeah. in the lane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 um, and who knows also, you know, you might also be – I mean, it could also mean that you might be married with kids and living in Connecticut and stuff like that. And, 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 sprawling and house. That might not be that great, by the way. That might. Yeah. Uh, it depends on where in Connecticut, too. <laughs> well, don't just, forget. Don't yeah. forget there's ticks. That's the thing that we keep coming back to. And also, just from a purely, you know, performer standpoint, just to have had given Elaine and Stanley Donor another chance to say, oh, we really enjoyed you. That would have stayed with me. They did say. Nice things after the show, but again. Oh right, right. Oh no, you raise yeah. a good point. It, yeah. it, had you gone to with Stanley Donen and 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 the, all four of them, you know, yeah, Jules Pfeiffer. Uh, had you uh, 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 and you, you you might just have hung out with them and had a pleasant evening, and they would have said, "You're great. You're great company. Hey, let's do this again." And that would have been good enough. You, oh, been plenty. You, 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 you raise a good point. It might not have changed your life. You might not wind up in Connecticut. But it would be a, no. But it would have been a nice story. It would have been a different story than I'm telling now. Maybe not as interesting a story as this, because as they always say, they when the stories that work out are never quite as interesting, or they're not accepted in storytelling competitions. So, but I don't think this is a sad story in any way. I had no. a wonderful evening performing for them. It's and I did the right of thing. heroic goodness. Well, I feel like I did the right thing and I'm comfortable with that all these years later that I walked this woman to the Grand Central Terminal and that, uh, yeah, and, and I, uh, and it was a wonderful evening all around. So that's just a little morality tale, perhaps, or just. Uh, right. Guess, it, you know. uh, 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 I do want to say, <laughs> it's funny. But what I really wanted to go is that it, the, move, the the evening could have gone the other way. We d we discussed this. I don't want to go, but it, it could have wound up in, in tragedy, and it could have been your fault. That's that that's the other thing. That, well, that you there have are to things look that on could the have, good side of it. Yeah, and and yeah, it was all good. Everyone survived, which is great. And, and yeah, something could have happened where, like we were talking about, you could have pushed them out of the way of a cab, but then in 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 all four of them to try to save them. From being run over by a cab, but then push them in front of an ongoing but on inadvertently, bus. inadvertently, yeah, inadvertently, yeah. and you would have had to live with that. Yeah, I've been known as the guy, and I always said no, but I was pushing them out of the way of the cabs. And, yeah, right, but you know, it never, no one would believe this. So yeah, so no, or, or they believe, yeah, or they'd say whatever. The fact is, we don't have Stanley Donan and, and Lane May and Jules Five because of you, and 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 that did not happen. Did not happen, so, and they are that's and, plus yes. positive. Well, and Elaine and Jules and Jenny are here today and Stanley Donan survived for many more years. So yeah, so that I don't have to live with so many. So that like, was a very big, uh, big thing uh, that uh, didn't happen. End. Yeah. So I pretty, maybe in back of my mind, I said, let me step out now. Uh, everyone's fine. And uh, no, everyone's risk fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's pointing their finger. There's Scott Blakeman, the guy 
who cause you know those acts. Yeah, and I, I would have issues with buses or, or crossing the street. Oh, whatever. Oh, or going out w- to dinner with four people. Well, that yeah, that would be. No. You wouldn't want to do that. Would never do that. So, so many things wouldn't have happened. And again, that's what this is a plus positive philosophy that we espouse. When you worry about other things, just think about the things that didn't happen, and nothing that's bad right. happened that night. Totally, it was a pleasant night, and uh, nothing uh, bad happened. So, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful anecdote, Scott. Well, Tom, you helped me through it, and I'm, I think I'm getting to be a better anecdoter, uh, which is not the term, but it's um, we started off talking about the ladies of the view, and we ended up at a different place, but that's how it always uh, works out. But it all somehow ties together, and we'll continue doing that. Uh, Tomorrow, the ladies me won't yeah. be back tomorrow, but they will be back uh, next week after the Labor Day holiday. Well, we, <laughs> they have some explaining to do, but uh, uh, but until that uh, that uh, time, and we will certainly keep people apprised yes. <clears throat> of the doings of the View. We're yes. not gonna oh no just drop that ball. Uh, but until that time, Scotty, I, I'm going to still be Tom Saunders, and I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.